Next month, August 18th, uh, my wife Susie and I will be celebrating our 28th wedding anniversary. And, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, say, you know, I married my best friend. And uh, I think a lot of times that may be the case. However, uh, the reality is Susie is not my best friend. Uh, I have a, another best friend that, that I've known much, much longer than I even knew Susie. Um, they pretty much, they pretty much, they know everything about me. Um, they they kind of just, will, with a look, and know what I'm thinking. Uh, my ups, my downs, my swings, mood swings, the things challenge me the most. Uh, so, so Susie really isn't my best friend. And that's what I want to talk about in this message is my BFF, my best friend forever. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wants to be your best friend forever as well. That, that, that the Holy Spirit, you'd have such a relationship, you and I and our relationship would grow so much with the Holy Spirit that it would be the closest of all relationships that we actually ever experience in this life. Now, humanly speaking, yeah, my wife is my best friend, and there's no doubt about that. But uh, the Holy Spirit wants to be your friend. The Holy Spirit wants to be my friend. And, and he's not a force, He's not, as much as I love Star Wars, he's not like the force, ooh. He wants to be your friend. And so this is week number three in our series that we're calling the Father, the Son, and the Other One. A lot of times in church we hear a lot of things about God the Father, God the Son, but the Other One, the Holy Spirit, this whole series, this summer, we're diving deep into it. And, and boy, didn't Pastor Stephen uh, and, and Pastor Randy do a great job. Week number one is Pastor Stephen uh, just really answered the question, who is the Holy Spirit? And then last week, Pastor Randy talking about how the Holy Spirit illuminates uh, the world to us and how we really need to follow after him. And today I want to talk about friendship with the Holy Spirit. Next week I invite you back. We're going to be looking at how the Holy Spirit transforms our lives uh, and transforms our hearts. But here's, here's the whole thing when it comes to the Holy Spirit and, and why this is so important for you and for me in our lives is this, that we don't need to work harder to be a better person. Don't, don't work harder to be a better person. Reality is, work closer with the Holy Spirit. Not to work harder, you know, teeth gritted and just trying to, to just push more out of, I'm going to be a good person. We don't need to work harder. The Holy Spirit wants to do an inside job as we develop and cultivate this friendship with Him to really work closer with the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about that some today and go even deeper into it next week as we talk about transformation and how the Holy Spirit transforms us. But look at this. I hope you have your Valley Christian Church apps. Go ahead and open them up and fill in the blanks. I think this is going to be a great uh, message for further study as we look at some of these passages. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, the Bible says, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. May God's love, watch this now, and the Holy Spirit's friendship be yours. Paul is writing here, and the Holy Spirit's inspiring his words, and he's saying, I want you to have a friendship with the Holy Spirit. His desire for, for every one of us, Paul's really, and, and God's desire is that you and I would have a growing friendship with the third person of the Trinity, and that is the Holy Spirit. 
Now let's be honest about this. Even when we talk about friendships, I, I think it's really important that we kind of understand uh, the reality of friendship, if you will, in America, because friendship is, in general, is very, very complicated. Now I'm not talking about how many friends you have on social media. Those are most of the time, let's be honest, they're more like acquaintances. Maybe we have some level of knowledge or relationship. But I'm talking about real, real friendships, close friendships where, where someone knows what's really going on inside of you, what struggles are, what, what are the challenges that you're facing. Like I said, the highs and the lows. Uh, it's very interesting, a revealing sociological study recently, a large percentage of Americans report having shrinking networks and fewer relationships. In fact, the average American has one close confidant, one close friend. The same study showed, and the leading reason people are seeking out counseling today, nowadays, is because of loneliness, because of a lack of friendship. Isn't it just amazing how the Bible tells us God, that may God's love and the Holy Spirit's friendship be with you. you. You know, one of the names of God is Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful Counselor. That's not to say we don't need counseling. I'm not down on counseling or therapy or anything like that, but, but God wants to have that relationship. The Holy Spirit, God himself, wants to have that friendship with you and that friendship with me. And so friendship in general is complicated, but, but friendship with the Holy Spirit, it can be complicated as well. And that's why I've taken a whole message just to talk about friendship, my BFF, hopefully your BFF as well. Because really, we put anyone else in that spot, we're putting them before God. My best friend forever, and the Holy Spirit will be your best friend, my best friend forever, for all eternity. Friendship with the Holy Spirit is also complicated. So we need to just kind of settle this once and for all. This question, is the Holy Spirit a person or is the Holy Spirit a force? Is the Holy Spirit some kind of strange, nebulous, you, you can't really get a grip on it? Is he, is he I, I don't, you know, King James even says Holy Ghost. Boy, that just makes it even weirder, doesn't it? I have a friendship with a ghost. Is the Holy Spirit a person or a force? Is the Holy Spirit kind of like just, just kind of gives you the goosebumps to let, him, let you know he's there? Is it kind of just like, ooh, you know, you kind of just feel like Tickle Me Elmo? Is that what the Holy Spirit's all about? See the Tickle Me Elmo of heaven? I don't think so. Let's look at what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. And again, watch this whole idea of who he is. He's not a force. He's a friend. In John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17, Jesus is speaking. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another. Now, we'll get back to that word in just a minute. But just, just, just think about that for a minute. Just hold that spot for a minute. And he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. That's why I think this is so, he's a BFF. The Holy Spirit is going to be with you forever. A lot of friendships, you know, high school yearbook you sign, we'll be friends forever. And that was like a few decades ago, and you're like, I haven't even seen them. We're always going to be this close, and all it takes is like 18 months, psh, it's gone. He will be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. Watch this. But you know him, for he lives within you and will be in you. 
Now, let me just unpack this because this is really, really important what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, uh, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. That's kind of like a lawyer, another. Uh, this word another is pretty interesting. Another means a direct replacement for someone. In, in other words, Jesus is saying, I'm going to ask the Father. He's going to give you a direct replacement for me. A direct replacement for me. Now, he's not going to be less than me. He's not going to be greater than me. That's why we say the Holy Spirit is co-existent, co-equal. He, he's always been, he always will be, and he's co-equal to Jesus and the Father, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the other one. And he says, I will give you another. Now, let, let me illustrate this point. So my family and I, we were just down at Disney for vacation, and I love going down there, and every other year, we go to Disney, we bought into the vacation club, timeshare, like 15 years ago. And, and so every two years we go down there uh, and, and just have a great, great time. And there's something special that they, they sell other places, but the only time I ever eat it for breakfast, the only time I ever really eat it at all is, uh, is at Disney for breakfast. And, and you know what that is, is this. I brought a little show and tell. Entman's Cinnamon Swirl Buns. This is, this is what I eat for breakfast, and I, yeah, I gained three pounds uh, while I was there. But uh, Entman's Cinnamon Swirls. Now, here's the thing about Entman's Cinnamon Swirls. For me, personally, it is really, really hard. I love these so much. Mm. Oh, man. As soon as I finish one, I reach for another. Now, here's the thing. The another is not different than the first one. In fact, they're all the same. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you another. He's not going to be different. He's going to taste the same. He's going to smell the same. He's going to be great. Another. The Holy Spirit is not less than Jesus. The Holy Spirit is not less than the Father. The Holy Spirit is not greater than Jesus. The Holy Spirit is not greater than the Father. Is another. And so I would always have like two, maybe three of these, because, you know, Trinity breakfast, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I eat one in their honor uh, while I'm on vacation there, and I'm just going to have another bite before I put that away. So you get the idea? <clears throat> another. Same, equal, but a little bit different. Another, the direct replacement for someone else. Think about this for just a minute. Boy, that was good. I need a little something to wash it down. Uh, the creator of the universe lives inside you. That's the Holy Spirit. The creator of the universe lives inside you. In the Old Testament... We're unpacking this because this is important. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit had a permanent address. And that was in the Holy of Holies, in the tabernacle at first. And then there was a temple that was built by Solomon. Uh, and, and it was the Holy of Holies. And think about this for just a minute. He had a permanent address and only one person, one time a year, the high priest in Israel, was allowed to go into the presence, the Holy of Holies. Only one person, once a year, on the Day of Atonement, was allowed to go into the address, the house, 
the Holy of Holies, of where the Holy Spirit was. And Jesus is saying, though, let's look at it again. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, and he lives within you. The Holy Spirit, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit lives within you. Watch this now. And he, uh, for he lives within you and will be in you. And he will be in you. Isn't it interesting, when Jesus was on the cross, when he was crucified, there's this, if you don't understand this, let me kind of connect the dots. Old Testament in the OT, Holy Spirit in the Holy of Holies. Only, exclusively. When Jesus is on the cross, there's this interesting little detail that's written in the Gospels. And if we don't understand this whole idea of permanent address of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, what changed in the New Testament where Jesus says he lives inside of you? Look at this in Matthew chapter 27, verse 51, this interesting fact. At that moment when Jesus Christ said, into your hands I commit my spirit, and he breathed his last, at that moment the curtain of the temple was torn in two, watch this now, this is very significant, from top to bottom. In other words, no one tore it, God tore it. That, that the temple veil there, uh, the curtain, God tore it from top to bottom, the earth shook and the rocks split. And at that point, the Holy Spirit was released out of his permanent address. Incredibly significant when Jesus died. One of the things that we find later on, I believe it's in John chapter 20, that when Jesus is resurrected and he appears to his disciples, he says this crazy thing. He says, receive the Holy Spirit, and he breathes on them. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is no longer kept in the closet, if you will, permanent address in the Holy of Holies. Now he's in you, and he's in me. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, he comes to dwell in us. This is all throughout the New Testament. You can read this. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, don't you realize your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Paul, again, the Holy Spirit is speaking through him to inspire him. Paul is saying, don't you realize the Holy Spirit lives inside of you? You're the temple now. You're the temple. That's why we don't call this a temple. That, that, that's why it's no longer, this is not holy ground. Holy ground is wherever you're standing if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. That, that means at the workplace. That, that means on the playground. That, that means in the grocery store. That means in church. Wherever you stand is holy ground. Why? Because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. When was the Holy Spirit given to you by God? When is this, does God give the Holy Spirit? When we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, when we recognize Jesus lived a sinless life and he died a sacrificial death, he laid that life down for you and for me so that our sin is forgiven, paid for, the debt paid for in full, and he rose again three days later. And when we pray and we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we put our faith in him for salvation, for forgiveness, we're never gonna be good enough. We can't earn our way. It's because of his gift, his sacrifice, through his life, his death, and his resurrection. Then we receive the Holy Spirit. Don't you realize your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. And, and so he bought my body. He bought my soul. He bought my spirit through his life, his death, and his resurrection. 
And then the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. So very important that we understand. And he wants to develop a friendship and cultivate a friendship with us. The Holy Spirit wants a relationship with everyone. Every single one of us. No, 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 no exclusions. Well, Greg, maybe you, you, know, maybe you say, well, you don't know how bad I've been. It doesn't matter. You don't matter. You don't know all the stuff that I did. Well, he does. And he wants a friendship with you. And as I said, we're going to talk about next week, how he transforms our lives through that friendship in incredible ways to become a better person. Don't work harder. Don't, don't work harder to become a better person. Work closer with the Holy Spirit. Allow him to be your BFF. Allow him to be your BFF. So how do I cultivate a friendship with the Holy Spirit? Three, three ways, real practical now, that I want to make this because what's really cool is uh, we're also going to, we're going to be celebrating communion today and uh, shout out to our Poughkeepsie campus as, as we're, I'm, I'm concluding the message. Uh, Pastor Stephen is going to lead you in communion and, and in Hopewell we're going to be celebrating communion. For those of you online, welcome and glad you're with us, but sorry it's one of those things that just doesn't translate very well. That's why if you can get here, man, get here on Sundays because there's some stuff that just doesn't translate uh, real well. Uh, through an online experience. But uh, we're, we're going to be sharing communion in just a minute. But before we do that, I want to just real practically, how do I cultivate friendship with the Holy Spirit? Here's the first thing. You've got to prioritize His friendship. You've got to prioritize His friendship. I mean, it's just like this with every relationship. Again, you know, I know a lot of people. I've lived in this community, uh, really, with the exception of college, uh, for four years in Florida. I've lived in this community since I was five years old. I know a lot of people. I, I know a lot of people. Uh, I've got a lot of contacts, if you want to put it that way. Uh, but the friends that I have, I have to prioritize those relationships. Because friendships are not just put on hold. You have to continue to invest in them. Here, here's the thing. Whatever relationships you neglect are going to fade. Whatever relationships you neglect are going to fade. Whatever relationships you prioritize will flourish. Whatever relationships you neglect will fade. Whatever relationships you prioritize will flourish. Listen, let me just make this real practical. This is about the Holy Spirit and friendship with the Holy Spirit. But, but let me just make this real practical. Uh, I've heard couples, married couples say this before, well, I just fell out of love. No, you didn't. You neglected the relationship. That's why it's faded. Because whatever relationship you neglect, it's going to fade. That's how you fall out of love. You neglect the relationship. But whatever relationship you prioritize will flourish. And it's the same way, humanly speaking, as it is our friendship, our relationship with the Holy Spirit, with God. And so you and I, we have to learn how to prioritize that relationship and invest in it, and it'll flourish. It's like, uh, so I'm not wearing a button-up shirt today, but a lot, a lot of times I do. And have you ever noticed this when you button up a shirt? If you get the top button wrong, every other button's going to be wrong. But if you get that right button, that top button aligned as you button up your shirt, or if it's the bottom button, whichever way, if you go up or down, doesn't matter to me. But, but if you, the first button's not aligned, everything else is going to be off of alignment. Think about your day for a minute. How different would your day look if you 
got the first button right with the Holy Spirit in the morning when you wake up. If the first button you prioritized in your spiritual life, the first priority of the day is with God and cultivating a relationship with the Holy Spirit, things just begin to align after that. Doesn't mean they're perfect, but they just come into alignment. When I was a high school football coach, I used to tell my defensive backs all the time, they had to line up in a certain way. And, and one of the, the coaching points we used to always say is, don't get beat on alignment. Because if you're lined up wrong, even before the play starts, if, if you take a head-up position against that wide receiver, the slant pattern is going to be wide open. You'll never be able to stop it. You get beat on alignment before the ball's ever snapped because you're not in the right place. So we have to align ourselves with the Holy Spirit, prioritize Him on a daily basis. And how do we do that? Through prayer. We do that through Scripture reading. So important to start our day out aligning ourselves with the one who will never leave us, never forsake us, never let us down, our best friend forever, our BFF, the Holy Spirit. Start the day off rightly aligned. Here's the second way that we cultivate a relationship, friendship with the Holy Spirit. First, prioritize his friendship. Second, be more aware of his presence. We, we need to become more aware of his presence, that he's with us always. There is no friend. As much as my wife is my best friend, humanly speaking, we're not together all the time. We work together, all that, but we're not, we're, she's not always right there with me. But do you know who is? The Holy Spirit. Always right there. And, and we just need to become more and more aware of his presence. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are never alone. You are never alone. You may feel lonely, but you are not alone. That's why it's so important to prioritize that relationship. And we need to, I think, sometimes we just need to invite God into the situation. I mean, he's there already, but just becoming aware. And just say, Spirit, I know you're here, Holy Spirit. I know you're here right now. And just becoming aware of him. You know, because it's really, really, we all do this, right? Sometimes we're just not even present. You know, while we were on vacation, I worked really, really hard. I checked emails occasionally, text messages very occasionally. I wanted to just be fully present in the moment for my family and our friends that were with us. And I think that's the way God wants us to live, fully aware of the Holy Spirit's presence around us all the time. We need to become more and more aware of his presence. And when we do, it's just amazing the stuff, the things that the Holy Spirit will lead us to, guide us in, give us wisdom for, when we become more aware of his presence. Here's the third thing. To cultivate this friendship with the Holy Spirit, we need to prioritize the friendship, be aware of his presence. And here's the third thing. Keep in step with him. Keep in step with him. Notice that we're saying it's him. It's not an it. It's him. It's a person. It's the spirit of Jesus himself. Keep in step with him. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, puts it this way. Since we live by the spirit, we're going to be talking more about that in the weeks ahead. What does it mean to live by the spirit? Let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us just... Walk in step in time with the Holy Spirit. Keep in step. Keep up. Don't go ahead of him. 
Don't lag behind him. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? As he speaks to us, we respond to him. As he prompts you to pray, it may not even be in the morning. It may be some of the time. Pray. He, he, he speaks to you to give. Give. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Not running ahead. Not lagging behind. So he's dragging us. Keep in step. Now, I had an example of this in a negative sense this past week. Uh, on Tuesday, we were flying home from Orlando, uh, and we had already checked out of the hotel. We were staying in there at Disney, and we were waiting for the shuttle to come to take us to the airport. So we went down to get some lunch, and uh, as we were eating lunch, and no, it wasn't cinnamon swirls. That was for breakfast that morning. I don't do it for lunch, just, just twice a year on vacation in Orlando for breakfast, okay, for Disney, all right? As we're eating lunch, sitting there at a table, and I noticed a woman came in. We're in the hotel. The pool's just right outside. And, and she came in, and she, she looked like she'd been in the pool because she's literally, like, dripping wet. And, and uh, looked like she just got out of the pool and didn't find a towel. And uh, she's got glasses on, sunglasses on. And I noticed she, she's sitting, like, facing me at another table, and she lifted up her sunglasses, and her eyes are all red, and she's crying. And, and she's just rubbing her eyes, and she's picking up her phone. She's holding her phone, and she's just like almost in desperation texting or something with her thumbs. I'm, I'm assuming texting or messaging somebody. And then I, I'm just watching this like over Susie's shoulder. She's sitting in front of me. Susie is, and this woman's at another table. And, and then I, I, look, I noticed she went like this, and she was looking at her eyes. It looked like maybe she'd done her camera backwards on her phone. She's looking at her, and then she started rubbing her eyes. And then she lowered her again, and she just, she's texting on her phone. And, and I don't know what was going on. I, I just seeing this all unfold, and I felt Holy Spirit speak to me, go over and talk to her and ask her if she needs help how you can help her. Tell her you're a pastor and, and say, what, how can I help you? Because it's obvious she was going through something. I don't know, maybe a loved one had an accident, surgery. I don't know what it was. Maybe she lost a child, you know, didn't know where the child was in the resort or something. I don't know. I was just imagining all this stuff. And I sat there and I did nothing. I did nothing. And, and, and I just continued to watch her, and it's like my heart was going out, but I just didn't respond to the Holy Spirit. I know the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. I, I know he was saying, you're falling behind. Keep in step with me. And I just didn't do it. I, I'm honest to God, honest to God I, I'm not the most extrovert person I don't really go up and talk to strangers like in a situation like that. And that was like so hard. And I just couldn't, I just wouldn't do it. I could do it because the Holy Spirit would give me the grace, but I wouldn't do it. And, and I've thought a lot about that over the last week. I, I thought a lot about that even 
preparing this message, and, and, and later on, I, I, I told Susie about it. I said, you know, while we were eating lunch, there was this woman at the table, and she's just crying, and then when her food came, she, you know, she, she got up, and she walked out, and I, I think I missed an opportunity, and I asked God to forgive me, and I know that he has, and I'm working on forgiving myself for missing that opportunity, because there was something significant going on in that stranger's life, and I know I heard the Holy Spirit go up, tell her you're a pastor, ask her what you can do to help. And I didn't do it. So I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to keep this real, be real honest, real open. Who knows what opportunity I missed right there? And you know what? I just resolve, I don't want to miss opportunities like that again. I want to keep in step with the Spirit. Not run ahead, not fall behind like I did that day in the restaurant at Disney. I want to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. I trust you want to keep in step with the Holy Spirit as well. See, anyone can be a friend of the Holy Spirit as you keep in step with the Holy Spirit. That relationship grows and it strengthens. Prioritizes friendship be more aware of his presence, keep in step with the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to ask you today, as we conclude this message right now, is the Holy Spirit your BFF? His best friend forever. He wants to be. There's no lack on his part, no lack of desire on his part in terms of being your best friend, in terms of being my best friend. 100% his heart is in being your best friend, being my best friend. The lack is on my part. The lack may be on your part. God has so much more for us. When the Holy Spirit is truly, for anyone else, our best friend forever. Would you bow your heads with me right now? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for forgiving me for not keeping in step with your spirit even at Disney World that day as I saw that woman in need. Father, I just, uh, I pray right now for every single one of us, Lord, that, that even as I've been talking, we've been looking at these scriptures and this just whole idea that your Holy Spirit wants to be our best friend forever, that that desire inside of us that, that you're giving to us even now as we pray, Lord, would really be to cultivate that friendship with the Holy Spirit through prioritizing the relationship, the friendship, by being more aware of his presence all around us all the time, even on vacation, and that we'd keep in step, that when he speaks, we'd respond. When he prompts, we would pray. But when he tells us to get, we would give. When he tells us to reach out, we'd reach out to others. And Father, thank you that you want this relationship, your Holy Spirit, to have this incredibly strong, growing friendship with each and every one of us, with every one of us. And Lord, may we prioritize that friendship today and from this day forward. Right now, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I want to give an opportunity. Maybe you're here today and you, you've never taken that first step. You can't keep in step with the Holy Spirit until you take that first step putting your life in the hands of God. 
receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you've never prayed and done that before and just placed your life, received him as your Savior, placed your life in God's hands and trusting him through Jesus' perfect sinless life, his sacrificial death and his resurrection from the dead, I want to lead you in a prayer right now that you can just repeat after me with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. It's not meant to embarrass. I just want to introduce you to God so you can begin to cultivate that friendship with the Holy Spirit that we're talking about, keeping in step with him. The Bible says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so right now, just repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I turn from my sin today and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I ask you to guide me, lead me, direct me. I want to develop a friendship with the Holy Spirit. I want to keep in step with the Holy Spirit from this day forward. Amen.